0: Welcome to Coenzee's Diary! Hey, we're back. It's been a little bit of a delay, but we're back! What do you know? Sorry about the delay anyways, folks. We were, or I was anyways, there wasn't really a we involved in that. Was away for a bit, trying to recoup from... Blood in the Sun, we had a ton of footage and coverage and recordings that I had to go through and finish final edits and get those out, and I just didn't have time to cut episodes of The Diary last week, so without further ado, here we are back for another edition of Konzi's Diary. This is the Conzie's Diary entry for July 2nd, 2012, you have the Conzie on. We're going to go ahead and, as I indicated in episode 14B, we're going to go ahead and talk about the lists that I played against at Blood and the Sun. And for this episode, I'm going to cover my first opponent at Blood and the Sun, its army list and my thoughts about that and how I played against it. And that would be Mr. Mike Gerald's Warriors of Chaos. Now, this was probably, honestly... This is my first time ever playing Mike and I was very rusty with the dark elves going in so I know I made some big mistakes that helped Mike in the end but I've got to give credit where credits due Mike's got a very solid tough warriors of chaos list that utilizes all a lot of the really good things about warriors of chaos and some of the things that that don't necessarily you, you may not think of as much on the table so his list Started with a Sorcerer Lord, no big surprise there, with an Enchanted Shield and an Infernal Puppet, not very surprising there, the Necrotic Phylactery, and the Third Eye of Zinch. And this was a Lore of Death Wizard, which was a big kind of thing because he was able to throw spells in such a way, he did like the Fate of Bajunia on my Dreadlord to... Oh look, you take a bunch of wounds, no armor saves. Oh look, I don't have a ward save. Poof, dreadlord on dark peg gone. Just deleted. And that was kind of big in the game. It was it's kind of rough when you have that kind of character deletion to try to, you know, then deal with, oh no, I've got other spells from that he that he is trying to throw that I have to stop as well. So that was, you know, rough. The char- the caster was he wasn't there terrible. I mean, he's, he's not on a disc or anything like that. He was on foot. He was in a unit. He has, I mean, obviously the Infernal Puppet, but sometimes you just got to have some concessionary type items like that. He also then carried a Zinch Battle Standard Bear with a Talisman of Preservation for four-up ward on this guy. This guy was, again, on foot, and that means he wasn't that horrible for uh, an armor save. He, had, he looks like he had a... Three up, or uh, a four up armor, and a three up ward from the Mark of Zinch and the Talisman. Now, three up wards pretty rough. I gotta say, because it's not a lot you can do to take that away or modify. You know, there's certainly nothing in the game that modifies wards. On top of that, he also had a low, uh, looks like a level two fire wizard or fire cast sorcerer with a dispel scroll and charm shield. Lots of magic in this list. that's what I gotta say, he had a couple of units of five cast hounds. Looks like three. Now these, you don't see a lot of Chaos Hounds and Warriors of Chaos lists, and I'm not sure why, because they're great at just kind of bugging things up and getting in the way so that you can you can deal with, or you can send your attack and push your attack and focus your attack much more while bogging and slowing down, say a flank, say I can, you know, with 90 points of models in three different units, I can really bog down a flank and and make things all flee and redirect and all sorts of craziness get them out in front of the army and just get the opponent so that they're changing their frontages and you never know especially with a when they're in general and leadership and bsb range they might just pass leadership checks where you know you weren't expecting it so mike definitely uses chaos sounds very effectively and a couple times i think we were both surprised that my dark elves didn't necessarily wipe or pop the the hounds like we they probably should have. He then had a couple of chaos marauder blocks, forty strong, all, both marked with a mark of corn and and with full commands in them. They both had great weapons as well, so that's yeah. They they may strike last, but when you're in horde formation and you have a boatload of attacks. It doesn't really matter if you strike first or last. The dwarves have been toting that for quite a while. You also had six marauder horsemen of Slanish. now here's one thing I I will note I, I understand why you tactically take the mark of Slanish here. And I I get where you're coming from out with the with the magic. And the slanish here, but it doesn't thematically, uh, while his display, bo- well, Mike, while well, your display board was amazing and I can see where, you know, when the army's put on the display board, it looks really cool and it's looks like it's fluffy. The variance in your marks, like this is going to be a, you know, you give these huge corn marauder blocks, these fighty, jighty, mighty Norse marauders. But then you have a, in your character selection, you have a heavy zinch selection. And now all of a sudden we've slipped in slanish. And that, in my mind, that kind of loses some of the flavor, the fluff of the army. Because it seems like you're taking some of the things to more maximize your options. Now, who who am I to say, anyways? Because after all. I, I was I'm not a player that's been playing on top tables for a lot, but it's certainly in my mind it lost a little bit of that fluff by having these various different marks in the list. There were a couple of chaos chariots as well in the list. If we continue on, these were unmarked chariots, and that's I would agree with. I would never take a mark on the chaos, on a chaos chariot. I remember the one just spent a lot of time fleeing, and the other and the other chariot I think my Hydra munched. So they were good. I think I think Cast Chariots are amazing in other, you know, against other matchups. But against uh, in this game, the Chariots were pretty minuscule in what they could get done. There were also a couple of units of Chaos Knights at six strong with Mark of Corn. Chaos Knights for my list were really rough having to deal with, and especially since I was kind of shaky and. In what I wanted to do or in what I needed to get done. And without a uh, withering in the list, to uh, help my shooting, take some, get the additional wounds on these knights so that without withering as one of the spells in my selection, I didn't have the ability to debuff toughness on these knights to help me get the additional wounds that might have seen Mike fail some armor saves here. So. You know, Chaos Knights, yeah, they're one-up armor save just like Empire Knights or whatever. You throw enough wounds at them, sooner or later they fail saves and dies. This is something I learned very quickly with my Dreadlord on Dark Peg, because he didn't. I didn't take the Pendant, I didn't take a word save on him, and that one-up armor save will only carry you so long. So... That's also, I mean, that's a really important thing to note when you're dealing against it. Finally, the list had a a hell cannon, and the hell cannon is amazingly good. I've every time I've had to play against the thing, I, it's not went well for me, and so I'm. Again, in this game, it was a case of hell cannon not going well for me, as I was I had done really good. I had my Blackguard had taken on one of the units of Chaos Knights, and between Mike whiffing a bit of a roll for some armor saves and then whiffing an attack roll, I killed like three knights on the charge, won the combat, broke the Chaos Knights, overran, killed the last one, overran to a spot where the Hellcannon, I was out of the Hellcannon's arc of Sight on that flank with my Blackguard, and at this point the Blackguard were way overextended, I was able to then march the uh, black the blackguard around the hell cannon, the hell cannon. Then on after I had marched the blackguard around the hell cannon, I had left my flank exposed to the hell cannon. The hell cannon failed its leadership check to restrain its like rampage check, and rampaged right into the flank of the blackguard. The hell cannon happily smashed the blackguard to death. The blackguard then rolled a brake check and failed. In fact, I can't blame them at this point. They were way out of out of range for the BSB, so they fled and got run down by the hell cannon. So that was pretty rough. It was kind of crazy to one of the few times you might want to f- actually fail those rampage checks because I was completely out of line of sight and I was in a great position if the hell cannon didn't do anything to be able to maybe get a get around and start threatening the backside of gerald's army with the blackguard but crazy random hell cannon it was a game though of crazy kind of some crazy randomness uh another unit of his other unit of chaos knights i had charged with my uh spear elves with the the assassin in there i popped the assassin I pop him, and I place the assassin in just the right place so that he's only kitty-corner with one knight. So all I have to do is kill a knight. I roll my to I end up with three wounds. They're all strength five because I've got manbane, so it's one strength greater than his toughness. And I've got armor piercing as a magic standard on the spear elf, so minus three to his armor save. This reduces, you know... Four up our ar- armor save then for the cast knight effectively. Poof, poof, three four up saves. One cast knight with attacks is good enough to take the assassin down. I don't have him for later rounds then. And on top of that, it's additional wounds that are then able to go against me in the combat res. So on this turn I charged, I had all these attacks. Now the armor piercing against the cast knights weren't big and i wasn't able to get the mind Razor off so guess what the cast knights win this combat this is critical for me in this game i'm now locked kind of in place now they did kind of bind and tighten up uh, Gerald's line, lines a little bit but in the end these knights end up these three knights end up with some additional health then uh, busting my spear elves and my sorcerer lord and the game kind of went right in the garbage, so I got to say, lessons learned in this game really uh, was more of uh, uh, getting overextended and with my various units and my and not keeping a, a firm battle line and playing more to a defensive, defensively minded strategy. On top of, I think that would have benefited me quite a bit. I did make a couple of errors over over extending myself, and overestimating the capabilities of my troops. Certainly with that assassin, now I, I certainly would agree that that assassin should have killed one, but even then, the Spear Elves, I really couldn't count for maybe any damage. Three nights att- worth of attacks that are frenzied are going to do a boatload of damage to my spear elves and probably put me in the losing situation. So I you know that was kind of a fruitless, kind of wasted charge that I shouldn't have taken at that point in the game. I should have forced Mike to come into me and with Knight's speed they would have been out of position with the rest of his line, particularly with the way my Hydra was single handedly decimating a, his one of his two chaos marauder hordes which at the end of the game, that Hydra had completely destroyed one Marauder Horde plus the level 2 Fire Sorcerer that was with that unit. So, with those kind of things in mind, I really want to reme—I really like to have a rematch. I think if I would have played Mike in round 3 or 4, I think I'd have had a really good shot. But then I was feeling much more comfortable, having much better expectation, and I'd have had a much better shot of taking him down. So... It's definitely worthwhile to get those practice games in with your tournament list and to be playing the same list consistently. If I had been doing both of those things, or at least the same army, consistently, if I had been doing both of those things going into this game, I don't know. I, I, Mike's a great general, and he knew his army, but I think I'd had a good shot at least to to win or draw this game. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and Tomorrow or so, we'll go ahead and recap the next list, my round two opponents list, as well as my thoughts on it and thoughts about that game. We'll go ahead and wrap this Conesy's Diary up. I hope you enjoyed. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Yes, that my Gerald, he's pretty darn good. (laughs) I've seen him play at different tournaments. He's always winning. Oh, my goodness. Now you see he's playing Warriors of Chaos. What happened to his brats? I don't know. This is kind of scary. (laughs) Calm down, fan. It's okay. Peace out, folks.